0: Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 119. I'm your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have a couple of beans on the line with me. Tonight we have Chewy. How's it going mate?
1: I'm good mate. Just tested negative on my rat test so I'm happy.
0: Yeah, that was a fun experience in the, uh, the pre-cast of you, the sounds of you sticking something up your nose.
1: <laughs> so if you'd like to uh, if you'd like to have an ASMR stream of uh, just streaming, <laughs> that's tested, that's, that's the
0: like Patreon only
2: content.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs>
2: they, that's the one where they pay not to listen to it, right? <laughs>
1: a literally eye-watering content, that is, wow.
0: Uh, very good. And uh, yes, the other voice you could hear is the sound of Cracker. How's it going, Cracker? Pretty good, thanks, mate. Pretty good bit of
2: hay fever, yeah. so I'm uh, a little, you know, stuffed up in the nose as well. Scrap, Can I interest but, uh, you yeah. in a rat test? I'm an expert. Uh, no, you <laughs> in fact cannot. I have many of them in my cupboard and I don't want to have to use them. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're not the most uh, enjoyable experiences. Although, like you were saying before the podcast, Chewy, like it's much better when you do it yourself. I remember the, the very first COVID test I had, like when they did the, the the nasal one and like the back of the throat swab, and oh, it was like yeah, they were going so deep in the back of your throat that you're going to vomit, sort of thing. And I, yeah, I quickly that was, learned that I needed enjoyable. to put
1: my head against something solid because it was a natural reaction to throw my head back. Yeah. And I banged <laughs> my head on the wall. So if <laughs> my head's against the wall to start with, then um, yeah, there was less chance of a brain injury. Because, <laughs> 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 of course, you hit the wall, and then you go forward again. And there's the back into the test. Yeah, it's just just the cycle. It's like perpetual motion. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's we've just solved the world's energy crisis, right? We've got this perpetual motion machine. Chewy's head with a cotton ball thing. Yeah, there you go. Oh man, Uh, this is the content
2: Ah, people pay us for.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's why they pay pay those big dollars.
2: You get what you pay for. Correct.
0: The magic beans COVID testing (laughs) 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 podcast. That's
1: right. Uh, oh, yes. All
0: right. Well, I, I think that is uh, kind of setting the scene for <laughs> what the podcast is going to be like tonight. Uh, this may be a short episode. We, we sort of mentioned on last week's podcast that there was an announcement coming up for the arena economy. And uh, this was a pretty hyped announcement, and I think a lot of people were pretty excited that this announcement was coming up. So yeah, the focus for tonight's podcast was going to be the Arena Economy, and that's what we'll be talking about, but if you've paid any attention to any of the news, or listened to any other, uh, other podcasts that have come out this week, or seen Twitter, or just our Discord, you will know there's not that much to talk about. Well, I mean, we'll probably talk a lot, but mostly it will be us complaining about wizards yet again hey man Spoilers. seems like the last three four podcasts so uh, yeah
1: look wizards yeah. might be giving us uh, some sort of negative a lack of value but cracker where can you get some value in the magic space
2: oh Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar of course is the answer to that They're our wonderful sponsor for the Magic Beans podcast and the Magic Beans tournament series, which we are rapidly approaching the end of our Kamigawa League, which is pretty exciting. We've got a few of the players in the top eight already, which is pretty cool, and hope to see the rest soon. But um, yeah, Josh and Pat's uh, Facebook auction site, which they uh, sell single magic cards uh, every night, and they also have wonderful buy-it-now auctions where you literally just say, sold, and you get it at, like, the best prices around. Um, super, super competitive, very fast shipping, and uh, we love everything they do. So
0: thank you, Josh and Pat, for continuing to support us and what we get about. Very good. So yeah, tonight, focus, Arena Economy update. So as I said, there was an announcement, I think about two weeks ago, they said, all right, on such and such date, which was last Friday morning for us, uh, we're going to be doing a stream and we're going to be doing an announcement about the Arena Economy and everyone took that and ran with it, including us. Poor with boy. a whole bunch of speculation on what was going to be coming, and uh, you know, the the stream happened. And uh, it's safe to say that the entire magic community was disappointed. Uh, and it's not surprising, as we'll we'll get into the content of this. Uh, and I think, like, just sort of right off the bat, I I don't really understand why this was a stream and not just an article announcement. Yeah, we'll, well, I know they built it, it up in for it? failure, right? Like no, they so say- yeah, yeah. What I found
2: interesting, and I actually I went digging for the tweet just before we started recording, is from Blake, who is uh, like the communications guy from Wizards, right? So he's you know like the frontman for this sort of thing, yeah. And um, Brian Kibler was saying it's baffling to me that Wizards would make such a big deal of this economy, right, and this stream when the event was like a non-event. And exactly like Shorty said, like, why couldn't it have been like an article or something? And Blake's response was, I don't believe we made a big deal out of this stream. I, actually just me, mentioned we should do one and people kept asking me about it and kept answering those economy stream when questions till we found a spot to start the discussion. So in Wizard's mind, this wasn't a big deal. This was just like a random, you know, like, oh, hey, we should have a chat about this. and. That's clearly not what everyone in the community was expecting, <laughs> which is why I think everyone feels the way that we do because we've approached it from a very different perspective than Wizards have. Because, like, it's pretty clear to everyone that the whole thing needs a massive overhaul, right? Yeah.
1: So are, are Wizards picking up on that, though? Like, given the reaction- <laughs> Very clearly
2: not. <laughs> I mean- <laughs> Based on the it's, stream. It's interesting because, like, you know, Brian's response was like, you know, perhaps- you know, you should have realized that that was going to happen. Yeah. And he's like, we really didn't have anything big to announce, but we didn't want to keep ignoring the request. And it's like, well, then maybe you should have thought about it a little bit yeah. more.
0: They, d- they did say, like, I went back and rewatched the stream just before or sort of skimmed through yeah. it. And right at the start, like, he actually says, you know, this is just a discussion on the economy and, and you know, starting point and whatever. So he, d- he does reiterate that. But I had a conversation with uh, my team member's Today, uh, in in you know the line of work that I do, around uh, clients requesting changes. So I work in in the construction industry. I'm you know construction manager. I have a team of guys that that work for me that organise the the building of houses, and all the time we get clients requesting, oh, can I change this? Can I change this? Whatever. And our company policy is basically no changes once the job has started out on site because it's a massive pain in the backside for everybody, and it just leads to issues. And so. The conversation I had with my team today was, look, the way we sort of approached it in the past is a a client says, oh, can I make this change? And we say, oh, you know, submit your request to the office and we'll see see what we can do about it. Or maybe we'll be able to make that happen. And so what happens is the clients then take that as, Yes. Okay. This is going to happen. Like I've 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 been told. Okay. Yep. If I submit it to the office, it's going to happen. And it's exactly the same. And, and the example I gave to to my team today was it's exactly the same as what your kids do. I'm assuming your kids do the same thing as my kids. They say, can we have ice cream after this, or can we do this? And, and you say, oh, maybe. And in your mind, the maybe means no. But in their mind, they go, oh, that's a yes.
2: So you're telling <laughs> me there's a change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: No, they, they take it and they run with it. And that's what's happened here. They've gone. We're gonna talk about the arena economy, and everyone in the entire Magic community goes, "Sweet! There's an announcement coming about the Magic economy. They're gonna make changes. This is gonna be awesome." Because how else would you take that? Why would they have a stream and just discuss the economy? Like,
1: it's, it's yeah, just yeah. If dumb. they had said there will be, there is an article coming out explaining things in just a week. Don't week's even time.
2: announce it, mate. Just send it out in the world. Yeah, exactly. Hey, yeah. we've heard what people are saying. <laughs> We've decided to let you buy, you know, wild cards for 50 bucks. Everyone would have been, well, that's stupid. Whatever. <laughs> but that's kind of <laughs> my point though, right?
1: Like not only did they, they didn't just announce that there was going to be an update to the economy. They announced that there's going to be a stream updating yeah. the economy. So that, tell they don't tell me that there's going to be uh, a stream for an update when there's a you know, a new, a new weekly skin. event, right? Or, or a <laughs> yeah, new yeah, card no, exactly. style, right? Yeah, so, and honestly, you know, it's the same level of uh, of content in the announcement as, as something like that, really. So Yeah, they're not really- and,
0: and the same thing applies. So they've an- announced in Adverna commas that I think at the end of the month or, or next week's stream, not this, because they do a, a weekly stream where they discuss stuff, um, next week's stream is going to have Huey on it. And he's going to be talking about organized play. And so at the same time that they said, we're going to do a stream about the economy on this date, we're also going to be doing a stream with Huey on this date at the end of March to be to be discussing organized play. Now, I'd have to go back and check the tweet to see how they've worded that exactly. But same thing. Everybody has taken that as, okay, on at the end of March 31st, whatever it is, Huey's going to be on stream. He's going to be outlining the future of organized play. After that stream, we're going to know if there's PTS and GPs and how we qualify for things, all this sort of stuff. Guarantee you, we're not going to get any of that. No. <laughs> be- no. How, how Hugh- is
2: he supposed to take this announcement, though?
0: Yeah, I know exactly. But Huey's going to be sitting there and he's going to be going, okay, yep, yeah, you know, we're looking at this and we're looking we're at that. In, and- we're investing in tabletop. Yeah, in. yeah. Thanks, and team. that's that's
1: all it's going to be. Like it's going to be no, nothing. So I, I think what oh. this this last week has actually been a masterstroke. because what they've done is they've completely shattered any confidence and completely diminished any expectations the community had so when they do the stream with with Willie next week and he's like oh yeah so I sat around a table and we talked about it and I don't have any actual tangible news for you we'll be like yes it's the same as last week yeah so it's yeah, actually a yes, masterstroke stroke. Yes, we've discussed this,
0: worldly. or no, we no, we haven't discussed this, or yes, that's on the table, no, that's not on the table, and that's about it. What but are you actually I,
1: delivering, wizards, and when are you delivering it by? Like, <laughs> I don't know, Chewy.
0: I, I've done a bit of marketing in my
2: time. I don't know that I'd call this a masterstroke. I, I think it's the opposite. <laughs> it's
1: it's <laughs> it's it's something. expectations. It, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it is disappointing, and I understand the role of the developer i i feel sorry for the 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 people that are you know plugging away behind their desks coding arena because it's not dissimilar to what my team does at work and and there's a lot of parallels uh to what your team does shorty and uh and cracker what you do at work is kind of making mine and shorty's life difficult in that (laughs) role. so yeah Yeah, so we can all kind of understand it and, you know, there, there should be a clear pipeline and they will have a clear pipeline of things that they need to work on and, and should be working on. And if my work is anything to go on, they will be working on bugs and issues from 12, 18 months, two years ago still. So no, this is two different things, man. Because, like,
2: should... e- economy is different to bugs.
1: No, no, so, no, no, it's it's... So the bug fix team is the development team though, right? Yeah, it's all so the same you've team. got to fix the bugs that are causing, you know, crashes and all the rest of it before you have time to do development. So they're, they're going to be fixing things uh, from a long time ago before they have bandwidth to do, you know, these big, exciting things. We see the potential in arena as consumers, like, why can't it do this? Why can't it do that? At the end of the day, it's not a limitation of the product. It's a limitation of the people resources behind it to deliver that. So that, I yeah, guess... And they're,
0: they're just forever chasing their tail trying to fix
1: exactly, the bugs exactly. and
0: programming yep. the new sets and, and all that sort of stuff, which yeah. creates more bugs and, yeah, just a <sighs> I, vicious... Kind effort. of.
2: At the same time, it's, it is very simple changes to just go, we're going to increase the drop rate from, you know, rare wild cards being one in every six packs to one in every three packs, right? Like that doesn't require a huge amount of change management or anything like that. It's literally like there'll be a couple of numbers here that we can adjust and away you go. But is no, that obviously- more important
1: uh- than the, you know, if, yes. you disc- if you disconnect, you can't get back into your game and, and you, yes, you lose Yes, because
2: I'll have rare wild cards that I can use. In <laughs> it's more important things. to you, correct. <laughs> correct. No, no, I understand yeah. what you're saying. But like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's it's definitely a- resourcing issues, but I think that that is, is a totally separate challenge to the economy being bad.
0: Yeah. Like, if if you listen to Ryan Spain, who used to be on limited resources with uh, with Marshall Sutcliffe uh, a few years ago now, uh, he was then involved in the early stages of ARENA and sort of setting up ARENA and, and all that sort of stuff, and, and he's- an interesting character. Um yeah, I've listened to a, a couple of times of, of him being on various podcasts and he talks about sort of the setup of Arena and the economy and and it's the same for for most of these type of games. There's a balancing act, you know. They go, okay, yep you know, we'll we'll give you more rare wild cards in this way, but they they're going to reduce that somewhere else. And so it always sort of evens out and so wizards or who whoever makes the decisions obviously has some sort of economy structure or um i guess like i don't know if they how they would actually work it out it might be average spend per player or something like that i'm not not sure how how they would actually work out those numbers but they have some sort of figure in mind and it's up to the development team to hit that target and yeah, so and that's a
1: constraint, right? So yeah, and, that's and so they're obviously that, stuck
0: in a spot where it's like, okay, yeah, we would love to give you way more wildcards, but we're being told that we need to be hitting these numbers per player yeah, of yeah, spend it's business. and yeah.
1: But one of the comments from the de- head developer guy who, I can't remember the guy on the not much yeah, yeah. The, left, <laughs> the other guy on the left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he he did make a comment on the stream that he wanted like that he needed his team to be able to Make changes independent of the economy, right? When it comes to banning cards and and things like that. So, you know, if a, the most popular card is needing a ban, which you know tends to happen when it's a when it's broken, lots of people play Uru, right? So when that that needs a ban or a nerf uh, in the uh, context of alchemy, they need to make that nerf uh, without worrying about people being upset that they've effectively lost a wild card because of the health of the format so like it, it's like you said it's a balancing act and i agree that that needs to happen they shouldn't like if somebody's going uh oh, we can we really nerf this card because it's played in 60 percent of the decks it's like no that's actually an argument for nerfing it but the fallout of that is there's going to be a whole bunch of people that are upset that they've spent wild cards they've jumped on this train like this is the best deck so that's something that happens in in magic you know in paper you know your your uro gets banned it's now worthless if it gets banned on arena we got wild cards alchemy gets nerfed it's effectively banned (laughs) yeah and you get nothing nothing, right so they've missed on that you know they've, they've tried to do something good but you know they make the argument that the overall health of the format is good but if I can't afford to play in the format because I've spent all my wild cards on cards that are effectively useless now, then I don't care how healthy your format is. I can't afford to play it, so yeah. that's that's where my gripe comes. I mean, the it, I have to do a rebuy, right? I have to buy back in like a like a poker, like I've been knocked out because you know I'm trying to get you know the fifth diamond off the off the top of the deck, but suddenly all diamonds are now you know pineapples and there's no way i can get my straight anymore so it's a um like they've rigged it for me so i have to buy back in and that is where my issue lies because they say that they need the developers to work independently of the business side of it but nothing that i've seen uh actually speaks to that there's no actual evidence of that so that's just pure lip service and I feel like that's a bit disingenuous and that's made me annoyed. Like, if they're like, hey, it's a business, we want you to spend more money, just say it, honestly, like, because everybody knows it and just being dishonest about it, or maybe not dishonest, but not being upfront about it is far worse than being upfront about it. So, yeah, you're sad yeah. because your card got nerfed, then 50 bucks get 12 rares and four <laughs> mythics, <mid-dicks>. right? <laughs> uh. Yeah.
0: All right, so we probably should actually talk about what, what was announced. So, yeah, you just, just mentioned it there. So, Cracker, you, you sort of mentioned it before. What is this this wildcard bundle that, that uh, we've mentioned a couple yeah, of times so, already?
2: so you can spend 50 US dollars. Uh, there is no way of redeeming it for in-game currency. You can't spend gold or gems. You have to spend real cash money. Uh, and you get a pack with 12 rares and four mythic wild cards. That's
1: that $66.80 Australian, by the way.
2: Yeah, it's a lot. That is Uh, a lot of money. (laughs) And so, you know, everyone's immediately run on and and done the maths on on being able to buy, like, gem packs instead. Because there was- Is there still a $49.99? It's been a long time since I've looked at buying gems. So, you
0: buy, like- If you spend 50 bucks on gems, you get 9,200 gems and 9,000 gems gets you 45 packs. It's a 45 pack bundle for 9,000 gems and then you can buy one pack for 200 gems. So you get 46 packs for for the cost of 50 bucks.
2: Right. And yeah, so then if you're opening packs, you get what what, I'm reading Shorty's maths here, approximately nine rare and three Mythic World cards plus a common and uncommons. But you also get, forty six rares and mythics along the way. So yes, you technically get less I mean not technically, you will straight up get less on average rare and mythic wild cards, but you've also just opened like forty six other rares and mythics.
1: So, so the only time If you're looking
2: for things in the set, then you are likely to have opened at least some number of the the card you want. Yeah, yeah. So
1: where the uh the wild card bundle works is if you go to play a deck and it needs four of or eight of rare lands that are not in the current set. So when you buy the the gems and you, you buy those packs, you can only buy the current set. You can't go back and buy- No, you can. You can buy no, all no, the packs. You no, can. You, you can buy yeah. the
2: sets. You yeah.
0: any pack. Okay. The only packs you can't buy is like Jumpstart and, and those sorts of packs, but you can, you can buy any pack that's that's there on, on Arena, like from any of the standard set releases.
1: But when you buy in the 40, like those gem bundles- like if it's nine thousand gems or whatever it is to to buy it, you can't split that up between sets. So you might need, no, you can't you, correct. you, yeah, you exactly. might need eight rare lands out of the previous set, but you need nothing else. Yeah, but the you know, but
0: the cost. So you can buy any individual pack for two hundred gems.
1: Yeah, or a thousand or a thousand gold or whatever. Yeah, it is or a thousand there. gold. Yeah.
0: So the the forty five packs that you buy as the bundle for nine thousand gems. Is just paying 200 gems per pack, and the only thing is that you get a couple of card styles or something extra. Yeah. Or, or a couple
1: of the like mythic from that set or something like that. And also, in my example, if you get nine rares and three mythics from the wheel thing on the top right in the pack screen, then you can use those wild cards to buy the lands from the previous set anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, so if, you,
0: if you needed lands from a specific set, like if you went, okay, I need the pathways, you could go in and buy 20 uh, you know packs with gems from zendikar rising see if you crack some of the some of the lands in the 20 packs that you get because you've got 20 shots at getting rares and then you're going to generate you know maybe four or five rare wild cards that you can then use to then craft those uh, those cards that you want so there's there's definitely ways to do it without having to just straight up spend 50 bucks and buy 12 rares and and four mythics and that's it cuz you're not you're also not getting the commons and uncommons it also doesn't factor in uh you know if you own a lot of cards from a set you get duplicate protection yeah duplicate protection you get uh vault progress, progress and yeah. things like that so it just I mean, seems l- l- let's be pointless. clear they,
2: they they did talk about that right where they did this because people have been bugging them too they still yeah. think that like packs are the thing to do and for some reason they think that opening packs and stream
0: uh, on on arena is exciting yeah, they, they actually specifically said they think that cracking packs on is fun and they think it should also be fun and enjoyable on Arena. And I don't know anyone who cracks packs for fun on Arena. It's just painful. No. Yeah, particularly like, when
2: you've got like four. Yeah, yeah or, or nine and you can't <laughs> yeah. hit open 10 yeah. and you've got a one at a time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like, it, like cracking packs in paper is fun because it's like oh cool I get to like actually flip through the cards and see what I got and you get foils you get alternate printings you get all that sort of stuff which you don't get any of on arena
1: you also and get to play like, the mini game of what's my p1 p1 out of this right? yeah
0: or you get to play mini masters or yeah yeah whatever it is that you're doing there's a million things you can do and then you you know you sort the cards and it's like oh yeah i'm actually putting these in my collection like there's a whole bunch of stuff that goes hand in hand with cracking them in paper and none of that is relevant in a digital form at all it's not fun it's not enjoyable no it's not
1: and they i've also got an issue with just the, the you know number of cards that you get but then i think about how many hundreds or thousands of Common wild cards. <laughs> in anyway, bulk, so, yeah. <laughs> that's not a whole useful. other issue, yeah. yeah but that, yeah. that happens in real life too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah it does. So, so, so like looking looking at this bundle, so fifty bucks. When you run those numbers, like like you said, Cracker, that the people have run on on how many rares and mythics you get just from opening the same amount of packs, it's just not worth it, pretty much at all. Like you're getting not- a couple of extra rares and maybe one extra mythic, and you're missing out on just so much other stuff that it is just not worth it. So. Everyone thinks this is a flop. Everyone likes the idea of being able to buy wild cards, but this price is just crazy. So what it's are locked. the odds that they've gone in high, as we've seen Wizards do so many times, like when Historic was announced and you were meant to have to pay two wild cards to craft oh, yeah. a Historic card. What are the odds that they've gone in high, wait for the reaction, and then in a few weeks' time, they're going to go, we've listened to the community feedback, we're going to drop it to 30 bucks. I actually think 0
2: Or or close enough to it. I think it's a really low percentage. Because one of the questions that came up on the stream was, where did this number come from? Where did the the cost get derived from? And the response was, well, we looked at the cost of what it would cost to uh, acquire, you know, wild cards normally, and this is what it works out to be. Yeah. So, they have done the maths, and to turn around and change it fundamentally changes the cost of the rest of the packs that they've got. So... Yeah, they're not. They're not
0: looking at the cost of wildcards and discounting that to say, well, you can buy it in a bundle at a discounted price, which is exactly what they should do to entice people to spend more actual cash. Should do. Yeah, Uh, one thing they did say in the article is. Like I'll just read the sentence. As with many new yeah. features or products, this new bundle will start as a limited time offering for about six weeks. After that period, we'll evaluate engagement and go from there. So I guess they run it for six weeks and if nobody buys it, then Man. they go, okay, that was a flop. And that's where <laughs> right. there's the potential
1: for it to come down in price though, right? Uh, at that yeah, point? Yeah. So, And then they might run it as a Well, no, a they'll special. just be like,
2: uh, no, I think they'll view it the other way. They'll just be like, well, we offered this at the yeah, market. People rate. don't want it. No one wanted it. Well, it's so not actually So, it was just a bunch rate. of noisy- No, it is. <laughs> because they said it. Yeah and, yeah. and like I said, they did the maths. They compared it to what it costs to buy 50 packs in gems. And it works out this way. And they've gone, well, you know, you only get nine and three. We're giving you 12 and four. So, you're actually ahead. I promise you that's what they've done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But they're wrong. Uh,
2: no, they're 100% right. yeah. wrong. But that's- I think that's like- the most clear to me now than it has ever been yeah. is that, like, they just fundamentally misunderstand Scout, stop the way talking. that everybody, like, anybody I've ever talked to about Arena or, you know, like, anybody you listen to or read it just fundamentally disagrees with the way that, you know, Wizards is running it. Yeah. And they've, they're, they're tying it way too hard to the paper economy and the way that that works misunderstanding the differences between the two. And the yeah. digital platform is fundamentally not the same, even though we want the gameplay to be the same. Yeah. The, 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 the goals and insane. the way you get to it are just not. Yeah. And so that's, there's like, a, that's a huge disconnect that I, I just don't see how they get back to.
1: That particular point is probably a, a pretty good segue into a couple of talking points here, Cracker. So, yep. first of all, uh, I want to talk about some of the contradictions that they made on the stream. Uh, Do we have time. Paper paper and digital. <laughs> but also managing our own expectations. And you know, we we're talking about this just before we hit record and it was like, chewy, hold your thought. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna have at it here. So magic players are generally smart people and we approach a lot of things as a puzzle. That's you know, people that are attracted to magic, gen broad sweeping generalization, but you know, we enjoy solving puzzles. We look at arena and the economy and things and, and how through our own lens and our community's lens and our playgroup's lens and consuming, you know, other people's opinions and we form our own and we go, we've gathered our information, we've looked at the at the puzzle, the problem in front of us, and we've come up with our own solution on how we think that puzzle should be solved. Right? That 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 is, you know, Magic board state attacks blocks. Do I counter this spell or not? That, that fundamentally, you know, they're, they're really similar things using the same part of our brain. So we all have our own opinions on how we think it should be. And when somebody wizards does something that doesn't align with our own individual views of how it should be, we see it as a mistake. Now, wizards are influenced by sales t- sales targets and sales figures. They're influenced by, you know, the number of, uh, you know, games played with certain cards, the number of uh, formats interacted with, the number of new accounts created, all of that. You know, they've got these KPIs that they need to hit and that is what's driving their business, not in franchise user satisfaction. Because in their mind, it's like, oh, you're here, you your account's this old, your collection's this big, you're not going anywhere, right? it's a they're they're more concerned about the other stuff so to them the puzzle has already been solved so they're not looking at it like it like we are going how do we solve this puzzle they're looking at it with look how well we solved the puzzle we attacked correctly and look at all of this damage to people's wallets that we've gotten through (laughs) Like, we're winning this game. So, so much
0: trample damage.
1: So much trample damage. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> what what they've done here is they've cast giant growth, right, on Bec- their economy. Become immense. Yeah, and exactly. Team of battle Rage. Yeah,
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, except it, the problem is that it's on a, uh, an infect creature and uh, <laughs> everyone is now just very dead. Yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying, Chewie, and I think, like, there's- I don't want to say we're diametrically opposed because I think- it, there's definitely crossover in terms of like our goals and Wizard's goals, right? Like uh, fundamentally, we all want the same thing. We just want to go about it differently. I think the the biggest problem is, and it, it leads me into like another topic, and maybe we come to this in a second. But just the cost for new players is
0: horrendous. Yeah, and that so was, that like was my point I was going to go to.
2: Yeah, so the the challenge is like we've been playing this since the like early beta, right? Like some of us were actually in like the the alpha yeah. or early beta testing. So we've yeah. been in it since like literally the second it launched. I mean, we struggle and we're willing to spend money, not infinite money, but some money on this constantly. And we engage in the system the way that, you know, wizards have told us to. And it's expensive and we still are not able to, with our massive collections, go, I'm going to go from this deck to this deck. So, when someone new comes in and they sign up and they get the six color decks that you get for playing through the, you know, intro how to use arena thing
1: that are not like, have cards in them that are no longer are oh, they changing that to best of one standard?
2: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, how the, the, I, I would hate to see the drop off statistics when people realize that, you know, you, you can't just easily turn what you've got into something that is like a meta deck or slightly competitive. And their, their assertion is, well, when we built arena, the idea was that people would grow their collection slowly. And it's like, Mm. mate, that's, that's how Richard intended the game to go, but no one's played it like that for 24 years. Maybe it happened in the first (laughs) six months of the game, but we all just min max, right? That's what everybody does. Yeah, That's what your game is about. (laughs) Correct. Your game is, is, is literally designed around min min maxing. And so the, the challenge there is, how do you get new people to do that? How do you slowly grow a collection while all you do is get pub stomped and all the rewards are tied to you winning games? Like exactly. how do I how do I get those daily reward wins for 5 wins or whatever it is I get a pack if my deck sucks because yeah, I haven't spent $400 to buy $50 packs to to build a standard deck? It's just like the, the things yeah. that they're saying and the way that they're saying, oh, we want you to do it this way. It's like, it doesn't line up with the way that reality happens. I appreciate where you started with your goals, but the problem is you've given it to us now and it just doesn't work. So, uh, and so question like, for that, you guys, that means that they're wrong.
1: Questions for you guys. Cause I, I, I complete more games of arena per month than you guys do. Yes. So yes. I, <laughs> I'm, a, and I'm not, this isn't, it's some sort of weird flex because it's not like i'm doing high <laughs> mythic every week right uh every everything so i'm i'm in you know platinum early diamond is normally where i get to in a in a season you guys don't play as many games as i do hey I'm, I've, I've made it to silver yeah yep. So, yep, month. So, same. so this is this is so still in silver this, four <laughs> so are you still playing against meta decks at that yes. level or are you playing against yeah, absolute yeah. bronze? Yeah, 100%. So, 100%. I okay. in bronze. I, I play so against
2: runes and like yeah. So your yeah, point cracker black black is 100% true. So
1: wizards And I, I started support, in bronze and yeah. it was
2: from bronze 4 yeah. only in the last, you know, couple of months. So wizards that, st- that's happened.
1: rebuttal to your comment would be that's what the ladders for, but there are players at whether whether you're in bronze or you're in mythic that have spent considerable money on their deck right and yes. some of them you know are obviously better at the game than others right or or play more often than others or or a combination of those two factors and so they can't say yeah but you get really casual players in in the lower ranks and you only get you know the no nah,
0: that's just not true it, at all it's
1: just not true at all yeah, yeah. And, no. and that, so, that even so even so was we'll, my question Yeah,
0: even when i was playing when i was accidentally playing unranked over the last couple of weeks I was still playing against tier decks. Yeah, because they did the same thing you did. (laughs) Probably, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They queued into the wrong thing. But but uh... in the the unranked play queue, you're still playing against top tier decks. So there just isn't a place where, uh, like there is supposed to be a, a matchmaking algorithm that looks at your deck and tries to pair you up with other people's similar decks. So I guess if you go into the unranked queue with a, a, an intro deck, it should try and pair you up against someone with a similar deck. But that's if there's anybody else that is also playing those decks at the same time. So, yeah, you're likely going to come up against people playing proper decks. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, the, the the beauty of Magic has been that, like,
2: anyone can beat anyone, right? Like, you, you have that chance where you can just steal a game by, you know, pure luck and your opponent stumbling a little bit. But if your deck is garbage and, like, the, the, the top decks are so good... Like, you can stumble for a couple of turns against something that's,
0: like, one of the intro decks, and it just doesn't matter. No.
2: So, you don't even have that side of it to to lean back on.
0: We've all done this in paper as well. Like, there's always someone new, you know, they're new to Magic, one of our friends who's just got into Commander, something like that, and they sit down, it's like, oh, yeah, let's play some games. And they're playing a intro deck or a pre-con Commander deck or whatever it is, and you're playing your constructed standard deck or your custom built commander deck whatever and you know they play and they're new so their their play skill is probably not to your level you just stomp them and it's and it's not a fun experience like and you kind of feel bad for doing it because it's like i'm sorry but our, our decks just don't match up <laughs> like no, we're they're, just not, playing they're not the same and- game no, we're just playing on, on totally different axes and it's just, it's just not going to happen. Like, yeah, if we play a hundred games, you might beat me once or twice, but you're just going to get stomped the rest of the time. And that's just not a, a fun play experience for, for people. And yeah, like they actually mentioned on the stream that the economy, as you said, Cracker, the economy was set up for people to slowly build their collections and that they think that this wild card bundle solves the problem for the people who don't want to take the time to build their collection and slowly build and slowly piece their decks together, and they can just save the time by just dumping money into the wild card bundle, and that's so just my mind so back, wrong.
1: Casting my mind back because I was later to arena than you guys because yep. I don't like the stupid You're a, animation a doubter thing, all the rest of it. <laughs> so I, I've accepted arena. Uh, I've come to like. Certain aspects. An- of animations.
0: I'm just going to insert that word there. <laughs> yep.
1: uh But I wanted to 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 play good decks, right? I, I was in that, you know, like a year ago or two years ago, whatever whatever it was, right? So uh, it's actually, I was talking to Shorty about a different game uh, before we were doing the cast, and I, I approach Magic the same way. It's, I understand that I'm not top tier level and i've got no illusions or or aspirations of being you know winning a mythic championship or set championship or, or playing pro but that doesn't stop me wanting to play the game to the best of my ability so that is you know recognizing lines making correct choices playing a good so when i got into the game i looked around and went okay there's a deck that i want I need to buy cards to to build this collection, and I had to inject. I think it was about a hundred bucks into the um, into the into the game to play a suboptimal version of the deck. You know, my mana base wasn't right, and I, I was playing a couple of you know tier two powered options until I played for enough enough time to accumulate the the wild cards and. Uh, things that I needed to complete the deck so to a point I had to pay to get to a point where I was at least competitive and that was like a hundred bucks and then I had to then spend a whole bunch of my time and even now I've been playing the green white enchantment deck it was only a week ago that I got enough rare wild cards to get the uh, cave of the frost dragon and the last green white slow land to complete my mana base so it was so even someone who has an enormous collection uh and has been playing for a number of years i am still playing through platinum and verging on diamond with a subpar version of the deck so if somebody just signs up tomorrow what hope do they have really, like it's just yeah. without them spending $500 just yeah. to get the yeah. cards that they yeah. need.
2: Yeah, and so people did the maths, right? They looked at how many just like rares and mythics there are in most of the top decks in standard. And if you were just going to buy the bundles, you would need to spend between 150 and $250, depending on which deck it was that you wanted yeah. to build, just to buy the rare and mythic components, not including the fact that you would be lacking all the Uncommons and commons that make up, you know, the other twenty odd cards in the deck. because yeah. they're more like forty odd rares.
0: I've got some of the list open now, and right. yeah, that was going to be one of my points. Is if you if you come into the game and go. Okay, I, d- I just want to pay some cash and get the wild cards so I can build the decks I want. You don't even get any common or uncommon wild cards from the bundle, <laughs> so,
1: so you can't even build your whole deck.
0: <laughs> just give us twenty of each, mate. Like yeah, it so doesn't that's, cost that's you just anything. Dumb. But anyway, yeah. So if you look at, so uh, I'm just going to quickly run through some decks. So mono white has three rare, uh, three mythics, forty two rares. So that's Oof. four bundles you would have to buy to to get that. It's 200, 200 bucks US. The tabletop cost of this deck is $202 US so basically the same cost as buying it in paper a similar deck to what Chewie's playing like green white nine mythics 43 rares so another four bundles to to get that um, similar about 280 bucks orzov is nine mythics 44 rares naya runes is 36 rares so that's three bundles for that 154 bucks in tabletop you've got to buy three bundles on arena to get that so similar price. Uh, if you want to play like Guy, you've got 31 rares, 7 mythics. Yeah, you're looking at minimum 3 bundles to buy, to get any deck. You're then missing all the uncommons and uncommons as well. So it's 150 to 200 bucks per deck, and then that's just to have one deck. You, you then can't play anything else. <laughs> So, you can't then go to your store and go. Oh, I don't like this deck anymore. You know, how much is the trade in, or you know, what's your buy buy prices on these cards, or trade with your friends or, or other people in your store. Or, you know, get out your binder. You know, get around. Got trades, got trades. That sort of thing. Change decks that you want to play. No, you're locked in. You've spent your money. You're locked in on that deck. So
1: sometimes yeah, you're stuck with yeah. Judith Cracker. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. All right.
0: Uh- <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I think that's fundamentally the problem. Like, I would be willing to take the hit on things, right? Like going, okay, I've I've played mono white. It, I spent my $200 in paper to play mono. All right. Is there a better example? Because I'm not paying $200 to play mono white. And then, you know, I decide so I want to build. Light. Yeah. I love them. Ah, uh, whiteboarded. Uh, if I want to <laughs> turn around and, and, and sell them, like I may lose, what, between 50 and and $100? Yep. Right. I don't expect to get 200 bucks back out. No. But then I've got $100 that I can say, okay, well, look, did I get my, my money's worth? Did I have enough fun with it over this period? Yeah. You know what? I played 20 games. Cool. Cost me 5 bucks a game effectively or whatever it is. That's great. I, I think that was my value and I'm okay with that. And now I've got- a hundred bucks where I can turn around and, you know, spend it on, is it control or something that I actually want to play? Now, it does it get me all the way to that deck. No. And that's fine. It shouldn't. I'm not looking for a one-to-one change. But it's a, here. Like, it's that's, a deposit. That's, yeah. No, it, it is. But the thing is, like, I accept the cost of doing that in paper. Now, yeah. whether I actually do that or not is, is a choice that I have. But like Shorty said, like, I buy mono white in standard and all of a sudden- it's just not meta anymore. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I pull out the most powerful card in magic again and it says Visa on it. And
0: yeah. Go from there. <laughs> well, the, the deck rotates. You hit rotation and whoop, yeah, exactly. now that entire deck is gone. And I now need to start completely from scratch. So, all right, let's touch on, touch on a few other points. Yep. Uh, like still, still a few things to get through. So, uh, you, I, I guess you like that point you're sort of going along there, Cracker leads to the dusting conversation. So they actually mentioned dusting quite a bit on the stream uh for those who don't know what dusting is it's it's a thing that comes mostly from Hearthstone it's where you can take a card that you don't want and you convert it from a card into dust you can then use that dust uh to then craft new cards and it's the rate on it is pretty garbage it's 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 around about a 4 to 1 ratio so if you dust four of a, a epic which is a purple card um that will give you enough to uh craft one new purple epic epic card so it's it's not a good ratio but it's at, it's at least giving you that option and they will pretty clear in the stream you know that they they never you know right from the start they never wanted to offer that system and part of their reasoning for not wanting to offer the system is they don't want people having the feel bads of getting rid of their cards and then wishing that they didn't later on. Or being stuck with decision paralysis, not knowing which cards that they want to dust because they might need them at later. At least
1: on. they are empowered to make a decision because they have. Yes, the, yeah. and
0: it's no different to going. I don't want to spend my wild cards because I don't want to spend them, and then wish that I didn't spend them on Judiths or whatever the card is. So Great their example. reasoning is just completely false. It it just makes no sense at all. They they. They talked about how they've front-loaded effectively the dusting system. So, Hearthstone doesn't have a wild card system. The only system they have is you crack packs to get cards, or you dust cards to get, uh, to craft them into new cards. The big difference with Hearthstone is decks are smaller. You only play 30 cards. There's no sideboard. You only need two of each, or you can have max of two of each card in a, in a deck. So it's effectively half of, half of a magic deck. You can only have one of each legendary. Um, in, instead of the two that you're normally allowed to have you can crack what are effectively foils golden cards in packs and those golden cards when you dust them are worth more so you get get a bit of extra value in there but they also their expansions are only 135 cards as opposed to the you know 260 270 that we get in in magic sets so generally you're going to have a higher ratio of cards from the new sets actually being playable in in the formats whereas magic you know you, you look at uh, let's say Kamigawa as an example set just released 260 odd cards. How many cards are actually playable? Maybe 30. If, yeah. If, yeah, like if that. There's there's not that many from each set. So when you're cracking packs, you're just getting useless cards that just sit in your collection forever. And one of the things they talked about on the stream is that you know they they think that you know people love cracking packs and getting their collection and accumulating their collection and managing their collection, but then they don't let us manage our collection by <laughs> deciding which cards we don't want anymore and turning them into cards that we're actually going to use. So so the wild card thing- system, is it, it does work in a sense, and, and it does make sense rather than having a dusting system. It is a different system, but it, it's just kind of- It's not it, a system where you can dust.
1: No, well, no it's, it's kind of just, just taking the decisions. Enough. Yeah, and, and it's I, taking- I think that's
0: fundamentally the problem. Yeah, it's, it's taking your ability to manage your collection out of it. Like you're you're managing your collection in terms of effectively what you're buying, but you're never given the option to, as you were saying before, Cracker, trade those cards in for. There was the a next fundamental shift in
1: Magic that coincided with the release of Arena, either deliberately or not. I don't, I'm not sure if this was actually part of their vision and strategy, but there was a shift from a trading card game to a collectible card game, right? And the inability to trade digital assets. Uh, and you know, or turn them into something else. Uh, definitely aligned with that, and because they saw that as lost revenue. Wizards see the yeah, secondary they make no market. Money off of it. Yeah, the secondary market is lost opportunity to make money from wizards, right? So they've locked that down. They saw that with Magic Online, uh, where you know there were people that set up whole businesses, uh, and they were you know buying and selling and trading cards and and making a profit. And wizards weren't getting a cut, so they went. Well, how do we control that market? And that's what we're seeing now is the result of that. And it sucks because it's not as it's not a free market; it's a monopoly. And there are there's a whole side of it that is completely inaccessible. You can only spend money, right? Because wizards control that, and it's capitalism, dude. That's that's what it is. It's uh, <laughs> it's they've they've. Taken an opportunity to to grow their revenue uh, and squeeze their consumers for for more profit. That's that's fundamentally what it comes down to. But like I could, that this is a whole other topic and, and not a magic podcast. I'll stop talking yeah. at that point. <laughs> I've, but I've One got, of the things that I, I sorry, Craig, you, you go. I've, I've got. A, uh, I'm going to change tack. So if you've got. A oh yeah, I've just, I've
2: just got one thing about dusting, and I think that this is uh, a fundamental misunderstanding that everyone has is that. We've been asking people have been asking for dusting for for for, for, right because the Hearthstone comparison is so strong, but I think people are expecting it will just be dusting on top of what we have, yeah, and that's just not how this works. No, it's And why, so Shorty it's was talking are. before, yeah, Shorty was talking before about the fact that, you know, when they give you more individual card rewards as part of your daily things, then the way that they balance that is by shaving back the, the gold that you get somewhere else. Like there's, there's a set of targets that they're trying to match and they balance that. And even my, you know, like up until recently I was thinking the same, I was like, yeah, just give us dusting. And like, you know, I'll get my wild cards and then I'm like, oh wait, but if they give us dusting, then the wild cards go away. So I think that they have the A structure that can work, but yeah, like I said, they just—I don't think they're generous enough with the way that they apply it, and they're just looking to, you know, they made a billion dollars last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were were mandated (laughs) to you know double their profits in five years, and they did it in three. Yeah. So, good job, Wizards. Congratulations. You took all their money. Can we have some more wild cards, please?
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't cost you anything to give us that. So, one yeah. of the, the common threads that has come up in our discussion tonight is the comparison to paper. And there was, a, a I think, a, a really interesting question that was posed during the Q&A. And uh, I think you and I had a discussion about this earlier in the week, Shorty. But yeah, we did. The, um, why don't they have... Like in pre-release packs, why don't they have card codes <laughs> in, in actual packs? Right? And I. <laughs> this
0: is the funniest response of the stream. It's, it's just go, go chewy. My, go for I,
1: it. I, I don't even know how to articulate how flabbergasted. I'm going to use the word flabbergasted. That's how, <laughs> yeah. like, it was the most contradictory. It, I, look, I feel for the guy because it was like, I have a company line to toe. I'm put on the spot. I don't have an answer. I'm going to say the first thing that comes to my mind.
0: It's just <laughs> he couldn't have said so anything worse. else except for anything this. Anything else.
1: Like, oh, my goodness. What an but awful what, what position. Did, what did he say? <laughs> that more people play paper than play arena, and they don't want people to have useless things in booster packs. Yeah. Now, if I was running a business that had two main streams and one was bigger than the other and i saw an opportunity to grow one stream through another and make more money at zero cost because there's already useless stuff (laughs) there's already ads in the
0: boosters yeah exactly like
2: how else would i know about (laughs) f&m
1: exactly right yeah so Oh I just can't even like it's no it
2: just breaks your brain in so many directions I'm literally
1: void winner right now I can't even but it's a it just makes zero sense and it really tells me that the the digital arm of magic and and the paper arm of magic are sitting at opposite ends of the building and they, they they have different lunch rooms and they you know they, they don't interact at all yeah, and it just made no, no strategy. It made no sense. It was, it was so just dumb. absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, like they, they gave the same reason for why don't we have sealed tokens in pre-release packs anymore, and the reason Oh, that one made sense to me, actually. Uh, not really. It was, yeah, it was, our uh, sealed isn't always available. It's like, yeah, I guess, but six packs is also not the equivalent of, like six arena packs is not the equivalent of doing a sealed event. No. And so the, 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 and it's a token that that you get that you can use later on or for the next set or whatever. Like
2: the, the thing, the, the, the follow on for that was they said, why don't you do, um, codes and packs? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, it's more about experiences as well, rather than just raw material. Why don't you do sealed tokens anymore? Oh, well, you know, we're just going to give you packs instead. (laughs) <laughs> wait hang on you literally just said 12 <laughs> seconds earlier that we want to give people experiences yeah, instead yeah. of just raw materials but here we are now just giving you raw i really
1: materials. hope they have a debrief out of this and go I oh, you yeah. did a good job <laughs> i guarantee you that's
0: what they're saying they all left that stream high-fiving High each <laughs> other going yeah good job everyone we nailed that <laughs> oh dear all right, so anyway, a few a few other things to done? touch on from the stream. <laughs> uh, almost almost uh, this half an hour that we are going to do is nearly an hour. So uh, one thing they they mentioned on the stream, like the question was asked, why are the alchemy cards rare mythics? They basically had they completely dodged. They didn't answering say. that at, at that question. There was no valid reason for why the alchemy cards are rares and mythics. Makes absolutely no sense. But anyway, is is what it is. And uh, the one thing they did announce was they're doing Mythic Packs, uh, which are, again, this just completely shows the lack of understanding of where the pain points are in the economy. 1,300 gold for a Mythic Pack. The Mythic Pack is, is like a normal arena pack, but it contains a guaranteed Mythic card or a rare or Mythic wild card. When we went through those deck lists just before, what was the ratio of... Mythic rares to rares? Five to one or something. <laughs> it was not even close. I've like got- most decks are like four or five mythics to 30 to 40 rares. So again, it just shows they just don't understand where where people are struggling. Uh, the, the, a question was raised about what can you do about, you know, all the rare lands that people have to purchase for these decks and they 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 gave some horrible answer about oh you know we kind of want people to manage their collections and have that choice of oh do i you know craft these lands that i need for my deck or do i craft the you know the big flashy mythics and rares that, that i want and you know just play some subpar things and it's like that's that's just not what your game is like that's not how people engage with the game that you're creating people need to to buy those lands again just showing the yeah the complete disconnective
1: so I've just logged on, to, I've logged on actually happens I logged onto arena on my phone while we, while you're talking there and had a look at my current wildcard situation and this is a an enfranchised player that plays the game every single day right 479 comments 525 uncommons, three rares 18 mythic rares that's my wildcard yeah, th- situation I think
0: I have like 40 mythics and 12 rares. <laughs> <laughs> wow. but again, have, like going back to one what back yeah. <laughs> to, build going my to my what they were saying before about like the the decision paralysis that people have around dusting cards and things like that the exact same thing happens with wild cards like i haven't spent any or basically any rares this since neon dynasty released because i i don't want to commit to playing a deck because I, I just don't know what to build because if i spend those 12 rare wild cards i'm locked in and that's it i'm stuck with playing that deck so i'm in that same decision paralysis that that I would be in, apparently, if I had the option to to dust my cards. So, yeah. Anyway, is what it is. But, like, there's a couple other things we can quickly talk about on on the way out. So, anything else you guys want to, you know, run through from your your memories of the awesome stream? Can I have my hour back? (laughs) Of this podcast?
2: podcast. No, 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 just from... Whatever. I just... It's just exhausting... Like yeah. we we shouldn't have expected any change, and like even going in thinking there's not going to be any great changes, I'm still disappointed. So
0: good good job, wizards, well done.
2: Yeah, I love your game, but I hate your economy. Do better.
0: <laughs> yep, which is not going to happen. Like you said, they've got their they've got their goals, and they're achieving their goals. So yeah, it's gonna gonna stay as is.
1: All right. Now, uh, Chewy, anything from you? No, just uh, I agree with what Cracker just yep. said. I think he summed cool. it up really well.
0: Okay. We, we may have a little bit to say about uh, a couple of these things. So uh, they did announce they're going to be bringing in some sort of system in the near future that will allow you to test cards before crafting, which is good, but it sounds like it's just going to be, you can play against Sparky with any card. So you can build a deck and then play against Sparky, which is basically the same as goldfishing. Don't know how useful that is. would be much nicer if you could do any card and then play against people on your friends list or something along those lines, but... Anyway, that would but that would be too generous. Uh, another thing they're doing is they're looking at improving the rewards that you get from like playing constructed events and things like that. So obviously we've spoken about in the past where if you want to if you want to build your collection, the easiest and best way is to play limited and earn gems and all that sort of stuff. You kind of don't have that avenue with constructed play, and so they are looking at increasing the rewards for constructed events and constructed play to to give players that avenue which is cool but i guarantee you that's going to come at the cost of the rewards for limited play they will increase the the rewards for constructed events and they will reduce the rewards for limited play that, that's how it'll go could almost guarantee uh, and then the last one which we may have some discussion on is they announced there's going to be a non-rotating paper tied format which we'd heard Rumors of, uh, or was mentioned recently. and Pioneer, finally. Yeah, we've all gone sweet. Yep, it's going to be Pioneer. Awesome. They've got that format. Bring it on. Sounds good. No, it's not Pioneer. It's going to be something else that they couldn't even tell us anything about. I don't even know why they mentioned it. But yeah, there's going to be some sort of non-rotating paper tied format, which I'm assuming will just be all the standard sets that have been released on Arena currently is the format. And they said Pioneer will be at some point in hang the on, future.
1: Hang on, hang on. Isn't all the sets that have been released on Arena so far just Historic minus Alchemy? So
0: Historic Historic has the Historic Anthologies. It's got Jumpstart. It's got all that sort of stuff. So I'm assuming it will just be standard releases. But, I mean, that's not confirmed, but that, that would be the assumption that I would work under because that's the easiest to say, yep, this is a paper equivalent format. It's just sets from this point whatever the you know, Ixalan or whatever the earlier earlier sets are that are full sets on arena to current standard sets and every set that comes out gets gets added to that which i don't know could be interesting it might actually be more interesting than historic cuz historic is uh, pretty crazy and uh, yeah has all the alchemy cards in it so it might be cool to uh, i don't know to, if you boys prove. have been
2: listening for the last hour or so but um, as new players to a new format magic arena is horrendous <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to suck because it will cost infinite money to get anything good. And that's like, yeah. that's the thing that bothers me about Pioneer. I was like, bring Pioneer. I was like, yeah, it's going to cost a You need to get Pioneer. Yeah. Like no one can afford to play that. You have to be like super whales. It's just
1: Well, well they also said that they're not going to have any remastered sets as well. So that was the avenue, right? So Yeah, for Pioneer. It, yeah. For Pioneer. Yeah. So they could have, you know, whatever, um, you know, the whatever set battle for zendikar remastered yeah yep. and we could draft it and be really fun and we could you know we could get our inverters of truth or whatever we were looking yep. for and <laughs> they uh em- they, they don't have that yeah
0: no, that was in shadows of right anyway yeah i mean like if it is that if it is that format where it's the sets that have all been released on arena up till now for standard that is the format that's fine for me and Chewy and you, mostly you, Cracker, and and probably a bunch of other people that have been playing Arena for the last few years because you've got all those cards just literally sitting there doing nothing. But like you said, Cracker, if you're a brand new player that comes in and you want to play it, good luck. (laughs) There is no chance you're going to be able to craft all the cards you need for that format. So, yeah. But it, it does give you somewhere. Like Historic was meant to be. The original purpose of Historic was when your cards rotate out of Standard, you can play them in historic, and as we've discussed before on this podcast, no you cannot, because none of them are good enough.
1: No, because they're <laughs> polluted. It. But yeah. yeah, so it's like I, I don't mind them getting back to that because like that was a good decision. Yeah. To to, yeah, to do like that.
0: you you need to have something for that, because yeah, otherwise your cards are literally just dead. And you can't <laughs> you can't dust them. As we've already spoken about. So they're uh they're just rotting on your collection and and probably making arena run even slower than it, it already does sometimes so we'll see there was no uh timeline for when this format is going to be released or, or more details on it are going to be released i don't know why they couldn't have tied that to this announcement and gone hey here we go there's a new format you can play this and it doesn't cost you much because it's the cards you've already got but that's not what we got so it is what it is. Uh, the wild card bundles and the mythic packs, those sorts of things, are, they're going to be available from when the next set releases. So Streets of New Capenna, that's what it's called. That's the one. Uh, so that'll be, I think, like mid to late April. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that. And I would suggest that you don't buy any of the wild card bundles to show wizards that no one wants them. Although, like you said, Cracker, <laughs> they'll probably read that as oh, okay. Well, we tried, and no one wants them. So, I guess it's not the price." <laughs> I need oh, to go dear. eat
2: some chocolate or something to make myself yeah, feel yeah. better, man. Like I just <laughs> depressed <laughs> after this. One. I'm, get I'm get the sorry, buddy. <laughs> Seriously, like we we do want to be excited about things. Let's do another paper stream and talk about how great paper magic is.
0: Yes. Well, speaking of that, we have our. Uh, our Neon Dynasty League finals coming up next weekend. So the sa- Saturday, the 2nd of April will be the final stream. We will be in person in the booth streaming with our good setup and uh, yeah, playing some good matches for that. So next week's podcast will be the focus on the metagame for that. We'll have the deck lists for the top eight players. I think we've got five out of the eight players locked in for that, that top eight. And uh, yeah, some pretty, pretty tough competition. A few of the the regulars have made their way through. And, uh, yeah, could <laughs> Rolling Royce, man, this is... Rolling Royce went 3 3 in his group stage and, uh, somehow ended up in second place in his, in the ladder of his group stage. And then he's just won his way through the lower bracket and he's into another top eight. Just <laughs> I don't know what we Royce have to do, just, to, yeah, just, to, to get keep rolling, in. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so it will be sa- Saturday, the 2nd of April. Keep an eye out for that. We'll have, Full day of streaming and uh, giveaways and and some commentary and all that sort of stuff. And uh, my wife bought me a brand new sports coat, so I can uh, <sighs> up the fashion game for the for the stream. Yeah, you'd think the yeah, beans keep, keep would be
1: talking up. about show notes and you know the the details of the economy announcement. Well, Shorty and I had a, a lengthy message conversation about <laughs> not wearing the same coloured jacket. <laughs> on
0: stream so we actually need to check that
1: hang yeah, on I know, mean, what are the choices I'll, I'll here boys we've button. got
2: black and blue i don't know what else there no, is
1: no, I, I have two different I and mean, yeah yeah I really actually st- i've
2: got some gray ones as well that helps <laughs> yeah, i've got some gray and yeah. gray
1: yeah <laughs> all I've right that's going the us. cream the off-white the beige right
0: yeah uh this podcast has gone on for about 40 minutes longer than it should be yeah yeah good work Nice right, so, out. yeah, like I said, uh, yeah, this is not our usual uh, <laughs> whatever we do for our podcast despite the last few weeks. We do try and keep it upbeat and uh, provide you guys with the info, but there just hasn't been that much to talk about in the world of magic. So it is what it is, and hopefully we'll get back to some more exciting things in the near future. So keep an eye out for that right usual wrap up if you want to get in on our future events uh, the next leagues and one day events as part of our tournament series the best place to do that is to jump into our discord where you can become a part of our awesome community so the link for that is always in the show notes click on that join the discord and uh, say day and sign up for our events you can buy some sweet magic beans merch we have a merch store with t-shirts hoodies all that sort of thing uh, again link in the show notes go and check that out and grab some gear Go and check out our sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They sponsor all of the tournament series, surprises, and everything for that, as well as our podcast. So just go to jpmtgbazaar.com.au. That'll take you through to the Facebook group. Join up on there and start bidding on some auctions to get some bargains. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All of those places, we are Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast. Just search us up and you'll find us. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At ChewyMTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's it for this week. Thanks for putting up with yet another Magic Beans rant. Stay safe out there and we will see you all next time.